Welcome to Beyond the Fail, the podcast where we talk to leaders and entrepreneurs about their biggest business failures. We'll deep dive into how they overcame these setbacks, the lessons they learned from them, all to help you gain valuable insights. Failure is an essential part of the business journey, as well as being the key to success. So we're here to show you how to thrive from it. Today on the podcast, we have Robbie Dunchow, a former DJ who grew a seven-figure building company and now builds his own development in and around the Southeast. He's also the host of the Tea Hut podcast, which I was honored to be a previous guest on earlier in the year. Robbie wears his heart on his sleeve and holds nothing back in telling us about how one of his staff stole a £20,000 van from him and how he's gone into business not once but twice with the wrong people. I think you're going to enjoy this one. This is Beyond the Fail with Robbie Dunchow. Robbie, great to have you on today. Um, thanks so much for being here. How are you doing? I'm really well. Thanks, Jez, mate. Thanks for having me on. And uh... Right. No, it's a pleasure to uh, connect with you again. Obviously, um, we met in person recently recording your podcast, so it's uh, it's great to uh, return the favor. You know, return the favor, exactly, and for and for you to be here as well. So, how did you get started in business, Robbie? Uh, formally, um, I started my construction business in 2016 uh, with my wife uh, after working for various other, you know, contractors and, and people uh, in, in the construction industry from a, from a teenager. So, yeah, I started my business formally in 2016. What yeah. motivated you to, you know, to get into the construction? Um, working for other people. And I've always got, I'd got really high expectations of myself uh, and a vision of where I could get to uh, quite entrepreneurial and I just kind of never fitted in. I always thought I could do things a little bit better, always overanalyzed things when I was working for someone and kind of thought, you know, I, I could do that better. Or do you, do you know what I mean? And I've always had that drive to do things, um, probably more so than the average person. So, yeah, that's what that's what motivated me to want to do it for myself. You talked about having high expectations and sort of having a high drive. Where, where, where's that come from? Um, always wanted to to um, prove people wrong. I think I've always had um, uh, been been sort of tarred with a brush, if you like, because of my uh, family history, my own history. Um, we don't have to go too deep into that because that that sort of information is readily available out there. I talk, I'm not I'm not I'm shy to talk about my, my history, um, and I've always had people doubt me. Um, so I guess half of it was to. Uh, prove people wrong um, and get out of a dark place that I was in in my early years, in my teenage years. I mean, that's that all sounds a really difficult kind of set of circumstances to kind of overcome. And I suppose, how did you, with some of that, how did you not let that kind of seep into your kind of confidence around, you know, your abilities to start your own business? Um. I just never, I've never, I've always been confident in myself, um, regardless of whether I've, whether I've been experiencing depression um, or other problems that I've, I've been through. I've always been confident in myself and my ability to be resilient. And I'm not scared to take a risk either. You know, uh, we only live once. Do you know what I mean? So I've always had that in the back of my head that whatever decision I make, 
um, it's with that in in the you know there and that that I never let it seep into it because I've just been confident in in myself. You know what I mean? Because I've been through some dark times mentally, um, where at times I didn't think I'd get through it um, in, in in sort of late teens, early twenties, and I did come through it and. Just sheerly because of that, I, I could sort of feel like I could do anything. Do you know what I mean? You mean you've come from such a you've over, yeah because you've overcome that that massive obstacle at such a young age. You mean that's given yeah, you more yeah, yeah. confidence. Hundred percent. I mean, I've always been quite a confident person. Do you know what I mean? I've never been a shy person. Uh, always been sort of you know ready to sort of go for it and willing to go for it and give anything a chance. Um, it's just always been the sort of person that I am. You know what I mean? Like I said, you only live once, don't you? So you only get one go at it. So mm. I'd, ra- I'd rather try things out and, and, and it not work than, than live with the, the regret of not trying something. Do you know what I mean? You said you were just open to, uh, I suppose, taking risks and not, I suppose, uh, afraid to, I suppose, fail, really. Yeah. I mean, that's not always, that's, that's quite a unique um, frame of mind to be in at such a young age. Yeah, I mean, I just thought, what don't kill me makes me stronger. And I, I kind of, because I was so close to that edge before, you know, I lived mm. my life on a knife's edge for a long time uh, with my mental health uh, and the things that I was doing to myself. And I, I, that didn't kill me. Um, it made me a stronger person because I come through it in the end. And, you know, I'm I'm not scared to take a risk or fail because... Nothing can actually, like, you know, getting over a mental obstacle, coming up against something difficult in life, there's always a way around it. Do you know what I mean? There's always a way to negotiate that obstacle, right? And that's the way I look at things, yeah? Because what what isn't physically going to strike you down and stop you moving and breathing, there's always, always a solution. Do you know what I mean? No matter how, no matter how hard it might seem, and if you've never been in that situation before, Someone else would have. There'll be a way that you can get some help, or you know, get some support, or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? I truly, I truly believe that as well. Like nothing in this life, unless someone physically kills you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And and you and you are literally like unable to move and breathe and do whatever. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop me doing what I want to do, unless I'm physically stopped. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I genuinely mean that. And I, some people would think, oh, like they've got these mental blocks or these other obstacles that were that might present themselves, and that would stop them trying to achieve their goals. I'm not like that. I I don't see obstacles like that. I see them as challenges that I will get over one way or another, or I'll go round the obstacle. Do you know what I mean? And that's just the way I see it, and that's the way I live my life. Like, unless I'm fucking on my back and not breathing, no one's ever going to stop me trying to achieve my goals, and nothing can. Like nothing can, and I mean that. Like there's nothing out there, and I mean this with absolute conviction. There's nothing out there that can stop me. Do you know what I mean? And that's a that's a really obviously impressive kind of mindset to to have. Uh, is that something that you've always had, even from like a young age? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been driven. Um, I was into doing making my own sort of music when I was younger, and I was uh, put my own uh, gigs on. Um, I was always driven to do something different. Always stood out from the crowd a little bit. I weren't. I never really sort of fitted the mode, um, and I was all right with that. Do you know what I mean? I liked it. Um, 
if anything, I, I probably aspire to be that more often than not. You know what I mean? I never wanted to just be, blend in. I wanted to stand out. I wanted people to notice me. Um, I'm not sure whether that's a bit vain um, or whatever, or however you want to look at it, or arrogant or whatever sometimes. I do believe that I'm, you know, I'm, I was born to be like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I genuinely believe that because I think if you don't, then you're just going to be like the rest, aren't you? You know? Mm. Got to have that self-belief. That's what I think anyway. Mm. And... In terms of your, you know, starting your business and your business aspirations, mm. were your family supportive of that? Uh, yeah, to a, yeah, 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 to a certain extent, yeah, uh, yeah, they were because like I had, I had a little bit of help at the start. Like my granddad helped me out with uh, my first van that I had, um, so I just had like a little, a little shitty Ford Connect van, little white one. Uh, me and two other guys started out doing landscaping so it was just I was doing people's gardens at first um, and I was supported yeah yeah by my by my close close family my granddad being that person um, and obviously my other close family members like you know would be encouraging and supportive of what I was doing always knew that I would probably do something like that for myself do you know what I mean so it weren't really a surprise um, so yeah I was always support my granddad he always used to tell me, like, as I was younger, like, I'll always remember this. Like, this was going back to when I was like a teenager, going through my my tough times, and he'd always say to me, "Do something for yourself, yeah." And you know, you could appreciate as a fourteen, thirteen, fifteen year old getting said, getting told that you're, you, you're like, "What? Like, what does that even mean?" Like, do something for myself. And of course, I knew what it meant, but I didn't know what I would. Uh, didn't have any idea what I'd eventually end up doing at that age, I guess. Um, and I, it always stuck with me. I never wanted to just do something for myself. But yeah, I always had that support from the closest people around me, for sure. Um, did you have any sort of um, naysayers uh, around your yeah. family? You know, people yeah. that, that weren't it, that were the opposite to that? Mm, I mean... If there was, I probably didn't hear it. I mean, now, you know, I've always had naysayers, mate. I've always had haters. I've always had uh, negativity directed my way um, when I was doing the music and stuff. People like online in the online community, YouTube, Facebook, social media and all that stuff. There's always hatred and negativity directed towards you when you're trying to step above uh, the parapet and do something a bit different to everyone else. Um, so I'm used to that kind of, uh, jealousy type hatred because um, I've experienced quite a lot of it um, and I guess I, I, I guess I probably did experience a little bit of it um, and I, I, th I think when you say naysayers I did have it a couple of times again from my granddad when I decided to make the transition from going uh, this was a bit few few years on fast forward I know I'm jumping a bit but when I decided to go into property uh, after running my construction business for six or seven years um you know i really wanted to go into property and start building my own houses which i've now done and when i when i decided that obviously one of the first people i decided to tell was my granddad because we're really close yeah and uh i remember i remember actually like it was yesterday going into his house and i was really buzzing i've just been onto like this networking thing my first one i went to i was really buzzing I've got back to his house and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to um, I'm going to find some land. I'm going to build a house. I'm going to earn some money, do this, blah, 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 blah. And he looked at me and he was just like, hmm, 
sounds like you've been sold the dream. <laughs> and I was just a bit like, oh, what do you mean? Like, you know, what do you mean I've just been sold the dream? I've just told you like for a half hour, like how I'm going to systematically do what I'm going to do. Do you know what I mean? I've successfully done what I said I was going to do with my business for the past seven years. I'm now going to move into something else. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh, I don't know. It sounds like you've, he sold you a dream a little bit. And I'm like, hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, really. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't agree with that, and that hurt me a little bit, if I'm honest, because he he was like the he's like the one person who I uh, seek validation from even now still, because my 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 dad's my dad's not around anymore, and he hasn't been for for nearly fifty twenty years. Um, so my granddad sort of raised me. You know, uh, he's always been there for me. So I I still sort of like seek some sort of like validation from him and, and and reassurance from him at times when I'm making the right decisions. Do you know what I mean? In life. Um, and when I, when I told him about that, he was a bit like, oh, no, mm, property, I don't think, you know, it's, mm, is it the right thing to do? And I'm like, well, I think so. It's natural for me. Like I've been doing building and stuff for other people for X amount of years. You know, why shouldn't I start building my own houses? Does that not make sense? Do you know what I mean? And, that was the only real negativity I feel I feel like I've experienced and it's affected me in a way. You know what I mean? From from someone who's close to me as such. Do you know what I mean? Everyone else just shut the fuck up and won't say nothing. But <laughs> he, 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 he sort of gave me his opinion. Do you know what I mean? Which sort of like, it hurt me a little bit because I thought, well, have some fucking belief in me for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's interesting because I think, you know, I remember us talking previously and you were sort of saying how much of an impact your granddad had on your, your life. And, you know, mm. one of the questions I was going to kind of ask was, do you think uh, that he kind of acted as a bit of a kind of mentor to you when you were sort of younger and that gave you the oh, massively. The, the encouragement to go into yeah. business? Oh, mate, yeah, massively. I mean, I mean, he's never like properly gone into business himself he's been self-employed yeah and he's 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 got a trade he's done a few trades over the years since he since he was a young man um fully qualified electrician got up to like management in a big company and you know got paid good money and all this sort of stuff like done the done what you know normal people do yeah um followed the career path which you know no problem um and he was definitely a massive inspiration to me he was in the he was in the RAF as well um, you know, strong man, um, old school morals, Londoner, um, definitely a massive inspiration to me, definitely. And he always told me, like, he, he always contradicted himself, I guess, because even though he was employed and he was well, self-employed, working for a company on whatever contracting, he always told me to do better than that. Do you know what I mean? He always said to me, don't do what I do. You know, you might think that I'm doing all right, but trust me, you can do better than me. Do you know what I mean? You can do much better than me. So make sure you do this, this and this and you'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? So I sort of loosely followed that, I guess, because he always said to me, do something for yourself. And I used to say to him, like, what? And he'd be like, I don't fucking know. Buy a burger van, something. And I'm like, I don't want to buy a fucking burger van. Like He would say stupid, He would honestly, he'd say stupid things like that. And I'd be like, I don't want a burger van. He'd be like, I don't care what you do. Just think think like that. Do you know what I mean? And and that I remember that from like early on, like from like the age of like maybe 10, 11, 12, you know? Um, as soon as I was old enough to start gathering solid interest in things, you know? So it was always ticking away in my head. 
do something for yourself. And and then it's, it sort of never left me, I guess, because I've never, ever been employed, you know, ever. So it's all, right. I, I, I suppose that's always been a part of my makeup is to make my own way and don't, don't, don't conform and don't follow the mode. And that's just how my life's gone, even to now. Like, you know, I make my own way, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, and and that all sounds like that was from him planting the seed. It when was you 10, when you were ten or eleven to essentially do your own thing. And what I get from that is essentially he was he had an entrepreneurial mind, yeah. and he wanted to sort of oh push he did to you and you know infiltrate. And I that think he and he mind. has yeah hundred percent. And I think maybe he probably. I mean, he says he said to me loads of times he's proud of me of what I've done, and even though I've made some mistakes over the years, don't get me wrong, it ain't all been like you know, I've made success after success after success. I've made some mistakes and it's been difficult, but there've been my mistakes to correct. It hasn't like I've been you know working for someone else. I've learned from them and made myself a better person in the end, you know. Um, but yeah, I think maybe he's because he, he has got that entrepreneurial mindset, and I think maybe because he never got the opportunity to really let that go in himself that he, he likes it he, he, he tried to put that into me i guess it worked so yeah definitely yeah and you know we all need a a sort of mentor in our life like that so you know you're obviously really lucky to have that what oh, was yeah. the main kind of inflection point or you know pivotal moment when you thought right i n need to do something myself go into um my own business or you know start something to be honest, mate, it was uh, I just moved to um, Suffolk to live with my then girlfriend, now wife, um, and mother of my lovely children. I'd, I'd moved to a new area, um, didn't know anyone. Um, she introduced me to a few people she knew, and so I've got got a job that way. And I'd done the rounds, and look, to be honest, it I was I was doing. Got to the point. Don't I've worked for three or four different people over the course of like a year, maybe just over a year, just to sort of get my feeling for the area. Um, and the last job I was working for, I was working for someone. I was driving from where I was living. I was driving two hours to Cambridge yeah, in the morning. So I was leaving my house at like quarter to five in the morning, half four some mornings if I had to pick someone up to get to the job at half seven, do a day's grafts so and nine ten hours on site. Yeah, doing groundwork. So it's fucking graft. Yeah, and then driving back from there and not getting home until like seven, eight. It was, it was, it was tough. And I was doing that for, um, for months and months and months. And it got to the point where it was wearing me down, man. Do you know what I mean? It was, um, it was tough. And I was only getting, <laughs> bearing in mind, I was getting paid 50 pound a day. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, 50 quid. And at the time I was probably like getting mugged off massively, but I didn't know anyone. Uh, I needed the work, I wanted the work, and it was just a case of like maybe I was testing myself a little bit to see how much I could put up with. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a bit, maybe I look back now and maybe it was a bit of like self conditioning in it in a sense. Because um, I used to put myself through the bullshit and be like, you know, if I can get through this, I can sort of do do anything. And I did. And I, I, that's when I got fed up with it though, because I was going back and forth to work for this guy. He was just a bit of a dickhead to work for. Um, and I was kind of thought I could do it better than he was doing it. Um, so that's basically what I did. I just want to set up my own business, doing exactly what he was doing, um, hiring ground workers and, and sort of being a middleman and subcon being like a bit of an agency, but I was still on the tools as well. So I was hiring loads of guys and I was like getting them out on site and things like that. 
after it started out as me and two guys doing gardens, it soon grew to me having like um, 12 guys within within nine months. And then within about 18 months, I had about 25 to 30 guys. So it grew really quickly, really quickly. Yeah, that's really quick growth. Yeah. Yeah. And because and, obviously it sounds like the maybe the the graft of working for someone else at 50 pound a day then you know was the that was spot, like, maybe the low point was it massively that mate. pushed but, you to go i need yeah. to do this for myself i don't want to earn 50 pound yeah. a day you know what it was it was it was a culmination of events really because i moved away uh, and before that i was re- i was working but i was really more focused on my music yeah trying to make that a career um which was difficult so I moved away, gave that up, um, and then realised that I was—I now had a, a, a partner who I, who who I wanted to be with, who I didn't—I didn't have that before. You know, I had a load of failed relationships, um, but now I'd found someone I wanted to be with, and I, I seriously had to think about how I was going to, you know, move on and get to that next step in my life because I was a, a bit of a crossroads at that point. So I gave the music up and decided to focus on work. And I was really focused on the music. I was driven. I was motivated. I I was out there in London every weekend at the gigs and meeting people and selling my CDs and Camden Market and all this, that and the other. I had that sort of drive back then. So for me, it was like transferable skills. When I decided to start my business, it was like, all right, okay, well, all, all of this motivation and drive and effort I used to put into my music and all that, let's just flip that into a business yeah, with what I was doing work-wise, i.e. groundworks and construction, and build my own brand and build my own business, you know? Um, so that's sort of when it when it started, and that was the low point, yeah, when I was getting paid 50 quid a day, and I realised I was just like, you know what, I'm fucking 21, 22, I think I'm 23 at that time. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, you know, I've been, you know, the last few years of my life grafting on the music, now I've just come and I feel like I've gone down the fucking mountain again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's it basically like restarting again, really, with something totally new. Um, but you know, I, I weren't afraid to do it because I thought, well, you know, it ain't can't be that hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, I, it, yeah, it was just like I said, transferable skills with the motivation and the drive. It was just learning how to. Um, it was learning business from a corporate point of view. Do you know what I mean? Which was uh, a stumbling block. Like you know, as I went through the years of business, it was a stumbling block. So there was never. Did you have any kind of fears or doubts about taking that leap? Uh, nah, not, not none at all, mate. Because I just thought at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, then I could just go back to working for someone else and and, and driving a digger and doing groundworks and earning a wage. If it all failed, and then figure out something else to do. Do you know what I mean? It was like I was never really scared of taking the leap because I thought, well, I ain't got anything to lose. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck all to lose. I've just got my own sort of, um, you know, ego, you know, which was weren't in the way at all because I weren't scared of taking the leap and giving it a go, you know what I mean? So, no, nothing. And what early, you mentioned about, uh, you know, sort of 12 guys in, in nine months and 25 guys in 18 months. What did that sort of, how else did that sort of success kind of translate? What did that mean in, in, in essence? Of, like how many projects did you have on? Like, you know, okay. 
the shitloads. You know, it was what a was your turnover. Kind of what, what, what you know, what did that it, kind of look like? The specifics. It, well, it massively grew from you know being uh, me and two. I started the business, so here's like a bit of context as well. So I started this business, Majestic. Started the business with um, with a business partner. Yeah, um, and we'd worked together previously, and. This was one of my main failures, right? Bearing in mind, this was where this was where I, one of my big learns. Yeah, started this business with this guy. We were friends, um, good friends. We worked together, um, and we decided to start this business together because, for the same reasons, we were sick of working for someone else for shit money. Um, so anyway, we started the business, and I, I always had a bit of a business head on my shoulders about it. You know, I understood that profit and loss and overheads and you, you you can't just take money out of the business every month and all this stuff yeah um and he didn't think like that right and that was quite apparent really early on like within like the first year yeah so within the first few months it just started out as garden jobs and it was me him and his little brother uh, and a couple of other laborers when we needed them and then i realized that you know the private job was only going to pay me so much you know and 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 Domestic clients were quite hard to deal with. Like they always wanted to barter you down hundred quid or whatever it was, and it just I was just like, it's got to be a better way. So I started to approach commercial um, opportunities, i.e., bigger building companies, uh, property developers, um, and started building a brand and putting together a brand, uh, a website, um, loads of pictures of work that I've done over the years. Started phoning up loads of old people that I used to work with. Uh, and said basically look I've started my own business um, if I get some work in will you come and work for me uh, and of course they were all like yeah mate of course I will because I used to work with these guys yeah on site myself yeah uh, on, on the ground on the tools so they were like yeah of course mate like you know like legend get on with you love to come work for you sort of thing which you know uh, it sounds great right you know you're ringing up all these people they're all willing to come and work for you and da 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 so I'm ringing up. Go wrong. Exactly. Right. So this was like, you know, getting on to like six months in, started getting a few inquiries about the emails I'd been sending out because I went fucking relentless. I, I literally got every fucking company, building company, property developer in Norfolk, Suffolk, Essex, emailed all of them, started phoning them, you know, have you got my email? Blah, 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 blah. And a few of them started saying, yeah, we'll take three blokes off you. Yeah, I could do with six blokes in a couple of months. I'll have three off you and all this, that and the other, right? So it started going a bit like, it was a snowball effect. It was like, okay, well, the marketing that I'm doing is working. The brand that I'm building is working. I'm going to meet these, you know, project managers and uh, QSs and directors and I'm, I'm, I'm talking the talk with them and it's working and I'm new to this, yeah. I'm totally, this is like, I'm, this is a thing I'm trying out and it's working, right? So anyway, I started getting offered jobs, um, which obviously then led me to make more of these phone calls, yeah? Because I've met quite a few guys over the couple of years that I've been living in Suffolk because uh, I've done the rounds. And when you start doing like building and construction, especially commercially, you do the rounds and it's the same old faces wherever you go, like, you know, especially if you've done work for a few companies or you work on the agencies or whatever. So I had quite a, a quite a little pool of contacts to call on, right? Um, and within that year, like I say, we went up to like nine guys in the first year. Uh, we 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 were still doing sort of private work, as in domestic work. 
But the main bread of the main bulk of our work was um, commercial clients. So we were subcontracting to commercial clients um, on big groundwork jobs, big, you know, thousand unit uh, residential sites, uh, commercial jobs, whatever it was, we were doing it. Um, and the money was awesome. Like, you know, it's, we went from, you know, doing one or two gardens in a month, which was bringing in like, I don't know, five grand, 10 grand maybe, to bank rolling like 30, 40, 50K a week or a fortnight, right? And I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Um, and then from there, it then grew. Um, in like 18 months, we had like 20 guys. By the end of the year, uh, first two and a half years, I had over 30. But with, with me and my business partner that I started with had parted ways by that point. Um because about 18 months in, uh, when we started to really get like loads of work, by this time I had like seven or eight vans. Uh, so I started with one. Um, by this time I had like eight vans. All the tools kitted out in all the vans. I had, you know, I'd spent a lot of dough. Like I'd, I'd, all the money that I was, not all the money, but a lot of the money that we're earning, I was buying vehicles and I was buying tools and I was building the brand and I was, you know, having T-shirts, jumpers and the merch. Do you know what I mean? I was really trying to trying to make it something. Uh, and this guy kept, like, we, even though we were business partners, yeah, he was never on the bank, yeah. But I, and I'll be honest why, yeah. He had problems with his ex-missus at the time of starting the business, right? And he said, oh, I don't want to be on, on, on the legal documents because I've got problems with, um, what they call it, CSA? like the child support thingy right? where you pay your child support. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I didn't know this, right? So I was like, well, okay, well, we'll just have like an agreement between ourselves then. I said, because I'll be honest, if I'm going to put all my money and time and effort into a business and there's any potential that it's going to get fucking, you know, ripped away from me because of you, I said, I'm not putting you on no paperwork. Do you know what I mean? And he was like, okay, cool. We were friends at the time. And he was like, I, I trust you. We'll just... He was on the same money as me. We paid each other the same wages, um, and we had an agreement basically. But it was only me on the on the paperwork with my missus. Um, so about eighteen months in. So sorry, can I just ask? Did you have a, like an, a limited company set up, and it was only you two as the kind of like shareholders, you and your wife, and then yes. he wasn't on that? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it was just limited company. Myself and my wife as as director shareholders on the on the limited company. He was nowhere on the paperwork. Not even. You know, it weren't even a thing. Um, and did you have that agreement in place that you said you would have, like as a side? It was did only a ver- it was only ever a verbal, and and right. and so I'll you be didn't o- actually have it writing. Nothing in writing, and I'll be honest. At the time, I didn't. You know, I was totally new to all this. You know, corporate running a business thing. Um, you know, to me, word is bond. Yeah, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. If we've got an agreement, I'll stick to it unless you fuck me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of them ones, and uh, it was. You no, know, that's what it was, and 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 that's as simple as I can put it to you. That's how it was, and it got about eighteen months into the business. He started asking for a bank card, and I was like, "What do you want a bank card for?" I was like, "If you, if you ever want anything, you just tell me, and I'll get it for you. It's no problem." And he was like, oh, "I just want to see what's in the bank," and I was like, "Well, I'll show you what's in the bank here. Got the banking app up and all this." And he was like, "Now I want access to it." And I was like, "Well, you've got access to it. It's here. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know." And he was like, "No, I want, I want access to it. I want a card. I want this, that, and the other. I want to be put on the paperwork. I'm sorting out all this 
stuff with my missus and I was like, mm, okay, I was like, well, how do I know that's all getting sorted out? Because I knew he was, I knew he had some stuff going on with it all. Um, and he was like, well, I, what you've been spending this money on, you've been like, I, I, I don't, I feel like I should be on more money. I want to start taking. I can't remember exactly what he, what his request was, but on, he was getting paid like two hundred pound a day, yeah, for because he, he was going to work and he was getting paid that money. Um, and he was like, I want like an extra, I can't remember, grand on top of my wages every month, right? And I was just like. It doesn't work like that. I'm like, you can't just siphon your profits off at the end of every fucking month. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. I said, I don't, I don't take like a massive chunk of money out every month just because I feel like it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, it doesn't work like that. And he was like, what do you mean? It, what do you mean it doesn't work like that? And I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that. Do you know what I mean? I said, it's, it's never going to work like that. So if you, if you, if that's the way that you want it to work, I'm like, we're not, we're not going to get on, mate. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it started to fall apart, mate, to be honest. Um, he started talking shit about me, um, started not turning up to work, started doing shitty things at work, doing wrong, like doing things wrong. I'm getting phone calls. Like he'd never do this sort of shit, right? And he just started being really malicious. Like he started, his behavior changed. Do you know what I mean? And I just thought to myself, you know what? I said, I'm not going to have this. I'm like, if I'm going to make any like go of this business or this company, this can't run. Do you know what I mean? This just can't run. So yeah, we 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 massively fell out. Um, you know, I just said to him that this ain't going to run. He was like, well, half the business is mine. And I'm like, well, there is there is nothing like you you're you're not having nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like you're no way are you having fuck all. Um, and yeah, we we ended it pretty badly. Um, Did you ever? Because it sounds like he, you know, he he was trying to make it really hard for you and just trying to force the his, I suppose, his point of view. And it's a bit of a power play. Did you ever have any conversations and, and during that during that time when he was escalating it? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We had heated heated discussions about it, um, and he always felt like I was. Um, I was fucking him over, like because I. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, right? Like I, I done, I done absolutely. Not only did I go to work every day on the tools as like he did, yeah. I was doing all of the marketing, all of the meetings, all of the emails, all the invoicing. I was doing f literally everything, everything, yeah. And I never, never said to him like I want more or. Blah blah. I never. I was never even like that. Yeah. But then when he started telling me that he wanted more, I was like, "Well, you can get fucked." I was like, "Because you're not. You're not doing nowhere near as much as I'm doing." And as the way I see it, we're on. We're we're all getting paid the same money. I was like, "So it's not. That's not how it's going to run." Um. So I said, "Look, if it's, if that's how you want it, I said we're just going to have to part ways." And yeah, we ended it. And it. it, 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 it it was get it, 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 there'd been a few times like over the course of like I'd say three or four months before we actually come to a head, it was like four or five times I pulled him up and we had disagreements about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that sounds really hard. Did did um, he have any specific role in the business? Because it sounds like you were kind of, I suppose, took all of the roles. Did he have any sort of role? And you know, for example, he was doing I don't know 
I mean, HR or you know that. You, nah, you see, you see um, what I mean? No, no, no. I mean, if you want a, a specific role, I mean, you could. He was like a site manager, site supervisor. Right. Like, I could, I could leave him, and you know, essentially, you know, he was health and safety trained. He uh, drive, drove machines, um, fairly good at his job. You know, I had no reason to not trust him at, at, at the start of the relationship, uh, and I knew that he was fairly capable of doing the job that we did. So, it was like I could. Once we got to a certain level and we got like quite a few guys, he would spend the time going around to two or three different jobs in the week, whereas I would sort of not be at work or I'd be ha- I'd handle my gang of blokes or I'd have like seven or eight or nine or ten guys with me and then he'd have like five or six with him. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, he, it was just more, he was more someone that I trusted at the start in, the, in its infancy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I suppose he was kind of like on the delivery and operations, but you it sounds like you were delivery operations as well as sales marketing was, finance, mate, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I was and I was and I, and it was always like that and it was I'm still like that now to be honest, but that's purely because of um I mean we touched upon it earlier about when you're trying to hire um and finding people that work to your standards and that you can trust is very very difficult. Um you know, definitely in construction. I'm, I can't speak for any other industry because I've never worked in any other industry, but it certainly is for me. Um, and I found that generally, because I think, you know, now I've gone through it and I've come through it. Hindsight, I think going back, one of my main problems and, and, and issues, if you like, lied with hiring people that I was friends with on a previous basis. Do you know what I mean? Like all of the all of the guys that I hired in the first eighteen months, um, including the guy that I started the business with, we were friends in in a, in a social form before you know I started my business and before I, I tried portraying myself as a businessman and not not a fucking muddy groundworker. You know, so I think that is where uh, a lot of it was jealousy related, like where I was taking on people, um, you know, oh, do you want to come work for me? And then they're, they're turning up, they're going, oh, you know, after a little bit of time, I'm driving to work in my X5, bearing in mind that I've bought it off my granddad secondhand, right? Um, but the way they see it is that, oh, who the fuck do you think he is turning up in his X5? And I'm like, whether a guy's a fucking 52 plate, I've just bought it secondhand for four and a half grand. It don't matter it's just their their perception and you know they like they thought, oh, who's he think he is and all that and that's the that's when that sort of stuff started to to, to happen you know um and that was tough as well because i used to think of a lot of these people as mates you know or people that um people that had sort of common common respect for me as i did for them do you know what i mean um, and it, it just turned out to, to, to not be the case with literally pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's such a common thing, isn't it, as a business owner to essentially hire people that you've worked before because you you, you trust them. So what was, the, what was the alternative that you could have done? Um, what, other than hiring them? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I guess probably gone out and hired um, off the bat people I didn't know and put adverts out there straight away and 
maybe learn. You know, to be honest, it's it's going through that whole process has taught me about a lot about people. Do you know what I mean? A lot. And had I not experienced what I did um, in those year, early years, I probably I probably wouldn't wouldn't be as well equipped as I am now to move forward and be more successful. Do you get me? Mm. That's how I feel about it anyway. Do you know what I mean? If if I hadn't taken the learn from it, then it's just a waste of time, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. Like it, like any kind of any setback. What you said, you learned a lot about people at that time. What did you what, like? What were some of the takeaways or some of your learning? To points? be honest, one of the main things, and it's like, don't ever think you know people. Like, and and it makes may sound like quite harsh to say that, um, and it might make you f- make someone or people who hear that question. Uh, close relationships but maybe if if that's the case then it should be um, because I got you know I put my trust in quite a lot of people that I didn't think was going to do me a dirty and do me a wrong but they did do you know what I mean Uh, for instance like there was a guy who used to work for me uh, I've I've known him for like six or seven years used to work with him before I started my business yeah me and him worked together for about two years like in a gang together so we were quite friendly yeah Um, and we broke, like, I went to start my business and I said to him, do you want to come and start with me, right? And he was, oh, no, 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 I need the money. Just just about to have a kid. I'm going to stay where we are. It's a constant wage. I don't know if this business is going to work out for you. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Fair enough. Anyway, he stayed where he was. And about a year later, I needed a, a another worker. So I phoned him and I said, look, I've got a little bit of an opening. Do you want to jump on board? And he was like, mate, I'd love to. I wish I'd have jumped on with you last year, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, come and jump on board. Anyway, um, he was fine for the first couple of years. I used to, like, he again, he turned in, turned out to be one of the people that I used to put in positions of trust uh, on jobs and things like that. Uh, and then he unfortunately got um, cancer. Uh, he got testicular cancer, and which ultimately meant he had to have uh, just over a year off work. I think it was about 16, 17 months off work. And... He's self-employed, bearing in mind. And I uh, I started up a little crowdfunding for him like online, um, done a little fundraising thing for him to help him through, obviously, because you know he was off work, his missus didn't work, so it was they got three kids as well. Amazing. So I helped I helped him out and I, I you know, I didn't I didn't want a medal for it or nothing like I didn't want no one to go, oh well done, well, nice one. I just did it because I wanted to help the guy and I genuinely cared. Um, because he helped me a couple of times when I was going through some shit. So I thought I'd do the right thing. I helped him out, raised his money. I think we raised like uh, about three and a half grand on a, on a GoFundMe thing. Um, I also gave him, I don't know, I think it was about £1,500, 2000 of my own cash, um, as well as uh, bought him, like his missus, some shopping and all this all this stuff. Like, what well, you know... Uh, put a figure on it, probably about five, six grand, maybe like over the course of a year. It weren't like life changing money, but it was all I could give him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I helped him out, and um, I wanted wanted him to to sort of get through it and a bit of support, and and he did. He got he got through. He got the all clear and stuff like that. And it took him another couple of months to sort of want to come back to work and all this. Um, but when he did, um, he said he was ready to come back to work. I put him on a job. And then, like, the second week back, and he'd worked for me for, like, three and a half years, um, four years by this point, and used to be one of my really good guys. And the second week back on the job after a year and a half off, he uh, 
fucked off down the pub, um, didn't go to work, started like acting like really untoward on site towards the site manager, started being drunk and that turned up pissed on site and stuff. And I was like, I phoned him up. I was like, what are you doing, mate? I was like, if, if, if you don't want to be at work, I was like, don't be there. I was like, you're just mugging me off. Like, I've, I've helped you out for the past year and a half, tried to help you like through your tough time. Not that I wanted the money back, so I don't want the money back. That's not what I'm saying. Never wanted the money back. I said, but what I did expect when you come back to work was a little bit of respect, or at least if you don't want to be here, if you don't want the job, then why bother coming back and wasting my time? Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that happened, and then he left and and started spreading loads of shitty rumours about me and fucking all this shit. And, oh, mate, it's, and, yeah, that's one of the main things I've learned is don't think you know someone or people, you know, always try and get to know them a little bit better. If you think, like, you know, I'm fucking second, second guess yourself 50% of the time. <laughs> is that kind of led you to be, like, less trusting? Maybe, like, the, you know, the, the sort of yeah. trust no one mantra kind of thing? Uh, no, because I do trust. I do trust uh, because I do, I feel like, although that's happened to me, um, I I believe that you can't, you can't treat everyone the same. You can't go through life uh and just have and, and just expect everyone's gonna fuck you over because not everyone is like that. Do you know what I mean? And I I've met some really good people out there. Very few people that aren't out there for their own motive. Do you know what I mean? But I have met some really good people. Do you know what I mean? Um so now I do trust people. I'll always give someone the benefit of the doubt because I'm a fair person. Do you know what I mean? And I've I've given people chances that have fucked me over before and I've let them come back to work for me and things like this because they've rung me up and said, oh, Rob, I need the money, I need the job and all this, that and the other. And I'll say, all right, we'll come back then. I need that, I need that. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a live and let live sort of guy. Do you know what I mean? Um, I believe everyone needs a chance. It's a hard world out there. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty of people out there that are willing, not willing to give you a chance, right? Um, and I don't want to be one of them people. Um so I'll always give people a chance. Do I? Does it? Has it made me more sceptical about people? Yeah. Um, and it, has it made me less trusting? Yes. But it, it hasn't made me not. It hasn't made me stop. You know, totally trusting people because I think that's an uncomfortable life to live. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So going back to your business partner uh, and how that kind of, I suppose imploded yeah is, would you say that that is the most significant kind of failure of your business career or is there, is there something else that's sort of you, you, that worse was, than that well similar there was a similar one um that was the that was obviously the first and the and the biggest one um because obviously we started together and then i went went it alone and from that point i grew really quickly handled it on my own then I experienced quite a lot of mental health issues upon the back of that because it was quite stressful. Um, and then I scaled back the numbers. I had like over 30 guys at that point for about a year. Uh, it got really stressful. I had like a month off work due to mental health reasons. Um, and it was really stressful. So I decided to scale back the business, focus on what was really making me good money. And that was the extensions and the domestic contracts at the time and scaled back my commercial teams basically cut the fat got rid of the fucking uh 
the the people that were dragging me down essentially and kept the good ones yeah which were very fucking few of them yeah um i ended up going down from 30 to 20 to 10 to 6 in like a year like a year and a half like really quick i just thought bollocks to this i don't need this stress anymore got rid of a lot of the work because at the end of the, the turning point for me after that experience was like year five when i thought we'd had a good year i've been really busy loads of work loads of blokes uh sat down with my accountant and i think we'd turned over like i can't remember like one point two odd million or something and i was like bosh do you know what i mean well happy with that well happy with it buzzing you know a little council estate boys come from nothing i had all this fucking odd stats against me i've just fucking I know I didn't earn a million quid, but it was like no one had ever sort of said those numbers to me before. Um, he said, yeah, yeah you, don't, you had a really busy year. He said, but the thing is, he said, you've only earned um, 120-odd grand, like 10%, 11%. And I was fucking fuming, Jess, fuming. You can imagine I'd been working like seven days a week for like that past year um, on the back of all that stress that I just told you about as well. So I was kind of feel, feeling like... It was I was burning the candle at both ends, and I weren't getting what I wanted out of it for the for the for the effort and stress I was putting on myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that sounds that's a bit of a sort of hammer blow, really. That was a, all that, that so after, after all that graft. Yeah, and after all that graft, I got to that point, and then that was like I wouldn't say my failure because it weren't a failure because I was I'd I'd still earn that money, and that was sort of like my my wage, I guess, for that year, which I weren't bad, I guess, 120 grand, if you want to look at it like that. But for a business, if I was working all the hours under the sun and I was doing everything. My wife was, was literally just about to give up her full-time job and come and work for the business because she was already helping me. Um, but it was getting to the point where I was so stressed out that I couldn't do it all on my own. Um, and I wanted her help. She wanted to be a part of it. But it was like we had to we had to seriously think about what we were doing and where we were heading and and what direction we wanted to go in and what was worth our time uh, and that was ultimately scaling back the business and and the guys that we had working for us uh, where our focus was uh, with regards to what sort of work we were doing uh, and the clients we were working for um, so it was just a massive reshuffle of everything so I wouldn't say that particular um, part of time was a failure it was more of like a awakening it was like fucking hell like we've been grafting we've built a successful business if you like from nothing um gone through some tough times but now we've like you know we're like five years in now we need to sort of like be fucking sorting ourselves out you know um and that was the realization when i sort of thought well hang on a minute i've been doing building and you know big groundworks projects for big property developers and all this that and the other and sort of had a bit of a light bulb moment, put the jigsaw pieces together and I was like, hang on a minute, why am I why am I doing why am I contracting for people? Do you know what I mean? Why am I not doing this for someone else? Like doing it for myself, you know? Um and then my next failure, I would say that was sort of similar to my first, was early on when I got into property, um, was again getting into business with the wrong people. Uh, funnily enough, you know, and again, I think like, you know, you, you asked me if um, my experiences early on had an effect on my trust in people moving forward. Uh, yes, it did in a sense, but 
Also, no, it didn't. Like I said to you, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to trust and it comes to uh, me meeting people and taking people on face value. Do you know what I mean? Um, because that's just the sort of person I am. And yeah, I got into business with, um, you know, gold, my, my property development business, Goldbrook Homes, with uh, three business partners um, nearly three years ago. And we are now only... We're we're now only three business partners. We were four. Now there's only three of us. So um, again, that was quite a failure because again, at the start of that relationship, um, it was all tickety boo. We all seemed to be singing from the same hymn sheet at the start, um, and then once sort of things got a bit tough, uh, you know, in property yourself, you're in it yourself, so you know that it's not all uh, champagne and skittles, shall we say? And it isn't, uh, yeah, it's not. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of tough times and it just sort of became apparent really quickly that we weren't all on the same page, unfortunately, um, which was tough because, again, at the start of that relationship, me, me and this guy, uh, the other, the fourth member, who's now no longer a part of the business, was a really good friend of mine. I would have considered to be a really good friend. Um, you know, he'd come round my house for roast dinner. We went on fucking holiday together do you know what i mean i considered him to be a friend um and it, it you know for the past six months we're still not at the end of this right we, this is very much a live situation so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like bad mouth anyone because there's no need for that right the facts are that there was four members there is now three you know we we had differences of opinion differences of vision our goals did not align right it's as simple as that um and you know if, you, you know jez that if you're if you're trying to work with people and you're you know especially a business partner in a business with another person or people you've got to align don't you 100 exactly and you know that's where we've come uh, and got to this point so we were four and we're now free, and it's it's literally because we had a bit of a difference of opinion, and and it weren't really heading where we all initially thought it was going to head at the start, um, which was t which was tough. It was tough because we uh, yeah we exchanged on a site, ended up losing a bit of cash, um, which was pretty shit, um, but it could have been worse, you know. You exchanged on it, so is that one of the sort of the biggest impacts of of that? Um, yeah. Uh, disbandment of that four uh, the podcast I was thinking of starting at the time my networking event he didn't really see the value in all that stuff yeah he just wanted to build houses and whilst I, I, I sort of agree with his uh, you know stick to your stick to your niche mindset I was like look it's 2023 2022 you need to be doing all this sort of stuff as well as you know what your what your core um, subject is you need to have a presence if you want to be building a brand if you want to get investment you want to do this you want to do that you've got to be seen you know um, so we started to pull apart a little bit when that started to happen um, and yeah it was just when we realised we weren't really on the same page it just sort of became tough and yeah losing the money was probably the hardest thing but again money comes and money goes don't it um, we made a bit of a giddy decision uh, on in relation to the, the 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 deal and the offer that I'm talking about, 
um, because we we like the look of the site. It was a new build site with planning. Um, we always had a view that we were going to uh, change the planning anyway because the scheme that it had planning for wasn't really the best. Um, architect done a shit job on it and we always knew that we could get um, an uplifting value on the site by changing the scheme to a higher density scheme. Uh, and we'd already had good advice from the local planners on it and everything, so it was fairly positive. Um, anyway, we exchanged uh, as per the contract with the vendor uh, on ten percent, um, which was one hundred and twenty-five grand. Uh, so the site was one point two five million, which that's what we agreed to buy it for. Uh, and then it got, you know, there's a there's um, without going too far into it. There's quite a few different turning points in this story, but eventually it got it boiled down to the valuer from the lender coming out and devaluing the site by 400 grand, right? Which basically, like, killed it, killed it for us. Do you know what I mean? They come out, we we, we basically, you know, exchanged on our offer of 10% at 1.25. Um, they come out and valued it at, like, 780. And we were just like, oh, my God, like, that's just screwed the whole fucking deal. Um So then we've had to sort of try and restructure it with the uh, vendor, which we were pretty much breaking the back of doing and then the lender walked away from the table and it just left the whole fucking deal in tatters then the vendor started being really difficult saying that we were taking you know basically um taking advantage of the fact that it'd give us given us an extension of time um and all this that and the other and it just basically turned to be a really really shitty situation um it could have been different you know what i mean but it, it, it just turned out the way it did um it went on for over a year um, we lost that money. We lost the, the the exchange money that we exchanged ten percent, one hundred twenty five k, which was our own money. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't um, investors' money. We've used investors' money uh, on on other projects, um, but we lost a bit of money there. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it, it hurt. Obviously, no one likes to lose money, do they? Do you know what I mean? But that wasn't really what the difficult thing was for me, uh, the, the, the difficult thing for me in that situation was actually losing a mate. Um, and we haven't actually spoke for like properly for about six months. So that was quite difficult. That was quite difficult. Uh, at what point did he leave? Uh, well, formally like uh, a couple of, about three months ago. So formally like we, that was when the decision was made. Um, but he hasn't like made any contact with us physically like hasn't been to one of our meetings or down to site to see us uh, since december last year so um you know it's been a while um and we've tried to make contact we've tried to um amicably resolve the situation because it is quite a you know there's no there's no denying the fact that it's quite an uncomfortable situation to be in um but it, it's it's solvable if if we're all in correspondence, you know. If not, then that's when things start to get a bit sticky. Um, and luckily, we hadn't got into too much together as a four um, when this all sort of happened. Do you know what I mean? Because me and my partner Ian started Goldbrook Homes as a, as a two first. Um, three and three three years ago, and then these other two guys come on like the start of last year, and one of them only lasted for not even a year. So it's like it hasn't been bubbling away for like three years. It was like a flash in the pan thing, 
we made it, you know, this deal went wrong. It all went a bit sour. And, you know, it is what it is. And we are where we are, you know. So, one of them ones, mate. It's interesting that both of the, the failures that you, you, you're talking about today involve business partners getting into the, you know, potentially into bed with the wrong people. What's, I mean, that's quite a pattern, isn't it? What? Yes. Why do you think you kind of essentially, in some ways, you could say that you've repeated the same mistake, or you know what? I, I don't know, and I think maybe it's um, maybe it is my just my, my good nature. Do you know what I mean? My trust in nature, and it's that I feel that that everyone should be given the benefit of the doubt, and everyone should be given the chance, and you know. I'm quite a uh, shoot from the hip kind of guy, Jez. Do you know what I mean? Like, whilst I will do a certain level of due diligence when I'm getting into a situation, I'm not like the the most highest level of detail there is. Like, I'm I'm an emotion emotionally driven kind of guy. If I like the feel of it, I'll do it. If I don't, I won't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, wear my heart on my sleeves in that respect. I'm not really a a businessman in that sense, do you know what I mean? Because I am very emotionally driven. If I like it, if I like the sound of it, like the look of it, feels good, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? And I'll I'll, I'll often let uh, my decisions be swayed by the way I feel about it. Do you know what I mean? Which can be, I know, detrimental, and I'm, I've learned that over time to to think differently. Do you know what I mean? Is there anything that you do differently in hindsight in both those situations, considering there is some some similarities and some parallels yeah yeah 100% I mean I would have maybe taken a bit more care I mean in the most recent one the first one uh, maybe not because it was like circumstance I didn't know anyone I'd started a business with someone I considered to be a friend and it was sort of a new I was I was learning then but now in the situation more recently I probably think we should have sat down and given more time to actually making sure that our aspirations and our goals were exactly the same, yeah? Because upon reflection, I know that there were times where we we sat there and discussed certain goals, um, and there were little disagreements here and there. They might have only been small at the time and not sounded like they were an issue to, to, to whoever was saying it, but upon reflection, looking back now, that was clearly the start of that relationship starting to fall apart at the start. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, certain things and ideas that we were having as a collective where three of us were all for it and then the other guy was a bit reserved about it, but went along with it anyway because it's what we wanted to do, that should have been a red flag then, Yeah. But we carried on going with it because he kept giving us the green light. He kept saying, no, no, you know, if it's what you boys think is a good idea, then go ahead and do it, you know? So we did. And then it just it, it, it just sort of caused more of a wedge, if anything, over time. Did you, at the time, <coughs> did you think about them as red flags or did you just weren't aware of them? No, I mean, because point? because it, there was conflicting stuff going on in his in his life as well, because he had personal stuff going on as well, um, which sort of overshadowed it. And if I'm totally honest, I mean, I don't, I don't mind who really is it, but I, I always sort of st- stuck up for him in a sense, like, or gave him a bit of, like, slack and sort of um, 
you know, made an excuse for the behaviour sometimes, I'd be a bit like, oh, lads, don't worry. Just, you know, he's, he's going through our time at the minute. Let's just leave him alone for a couple of weeks and see how it pans out. Yeah. Because I knew that he was going through some personal, personal stuff. Yeah. Um, and that just takes me back to the sort of person that I am because, and, the, and what I've been through with my mental health and, you know, when I, when I needed support and, and, uh, and I got it from the people that I needed it from. And it was sort of like that. And it's sort of like, I felt, I felt duty bound as, as a friend, not a business uh, partner to, to give him a little bit of slack and sort of try and make it work. Do you know what I mean? Which is really similar to the other guy who you got into, um, well, that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. When you supported him through the, the treatment and then he essentially uh, kind of rubbed it back in your face, uh, you know, eventually. The way... That must be, yeah, I mean... It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. And, I, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier about trust, you know, this is all... These are all kind of examples of, I suppose, you giving um, support and and trust, and your really your faith and your faith in people, and it not always being reciprocated. It's surprising you're still willing to trust people. Um, it, you know what, mate? I think it's just that's just me as a character, and no one will, like I said to you a little bit earlier, no one will stop me from doing what I'm doing. No one will change me as a person. I'll always be a caring person. I don't I don't want to see people struggle because I know what it's like to struggle. Do you know what I mean? So for me to turn the other cheek on someone who's going through a hard time or someone who's struggling would just not be me. Do you know what I mean? Um so no one's ever gonna chip away at my character too much. Do you know what I mean? No matter what they do to me, you wanna someone whatever you're doing in life, someone's always going to want to shit on you. Do you know what I mean? No matter what you're doing, like Someone will always want to shit on you. So, as long as you're aware of that, like you just got to be, you just got to move on because not everyone's going to want to shit on you. I've met some, like I said earlier, I've met some really good people, um, and I've got some good boys that work for me now, and I have had for like the past four or five years. Um, and I wouldn't change it for what it is now. I've got a small team. I've got uh, ten guys. It works, you know what I mean? Um, and my other business is working. I've got two business partners I really get on with. Yes, I made a mistake um, by getting into business with another friend, you know, but it, I want, we just wanted it to end amicably. We just realised that where we were going in that business wasn't aligning with where he wanted to be in the short term. So it was like, well, to keep it fair, it would only be fair for us to part ways because... You're spending all of your time and effort on on trying to achieve our goals, yeah, which isn't fair. And he would have probably gone ahead and done it. That's the thing. But it probably would have been through gritted teeth, Jess. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like it was the fairest way to 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 move apart amicably and just move on and just do do you do our own thing. Do you know what I mean? How did both of these sort of situations affect those those around you? So either you know your other business partners, your your team, and, and you know and and your wife and and family. Uh, well, the first one was tough, obviously, because um, I relied a lot on my missus to help me out. I didn't really trust anyone else at that point when you know, I was trying to hire loads of people and people were just taking the piss out of us. Um, so that was tough. That affected us because. My missus left her full-time employed job um, to come and work for the business at that time when, when I fell out of my first business partner. Um, so that put a lot of pressure on our home life 
and still does to this day. Do you know what I mean? She's still um, very much in that position. It's been five years now since she's been employed. So um, she's been working with me for like five years now. So that that was a major change in, in our life, our lifestyle. Um, so that affected us. We had to adapt and learn. You know, Ali had never worked uh, for a construction business before. So she had to learn a lot of stuff. And I had to sort of help her. And she helped me a lot with a lot of stuff because she learned all the account stuff that I didn't know um, because I'd never used QuickBooks or Zero or anything like that before. So she learned all that and done all that sort of stuff. So it worked. Um, but, it, you know, it, it changed our lives and changed our goals, changed our aspirations, brought us close closer together, if anything, to be honest. So that was a positive that came from that negative. Um, the second one with the more recent one, because it's still fresh and it's still going on, it's it's hard. Do you know what I mean? Because I've still got the same drive and the same goals as I did before, and it's just it just I just feel like this is dragging me down now. Do you know what I mean? It's unnecessary. It never had to happen. It never had to go sour. I just you know I just don't understand why some people have to act in a certain way. I just oh, and I guess we'll never understand everyone, will we? Do you know what I mean? We're all different creatures, aren't we? And how is it now, kind of? getting in the way and holding you back um just just from correspondence because we need we need to to get closure on things do you know what i mean there's still there's still like there's still small liabilities shared liabilities between the four of us that we need to speak about they're not like life-threatening or anything like that but it's like you know we need to have a conversation like and it's just, it's just, you know, it's 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 difficult to even do that at the moment. Um, but we're working through it, you know. We're trying to do it, but it's not going to stop us doing what we're doing. On ultimately, me doing what I'm doing, you know. So, is what it is, mate. At the end of the day, it's just one of them things. And is after that first um, initial, you know, failure with the business partner, was there anything that you sort of incorporated or made any changes based on that? that kind of failure yeah i stopped i stopped um hiring people that i knew <laughs> to be honest but then i Which still a big I, shift for you yeah it was but then i still struggled because i then i then relied on the guys that I already had working for me to find me other workers like their friends if they wanted jobs or they knew anyone that wanted work so then of course i had like their friends coming to work with them for me and I created a whole other culture at work. It was just like, it was just like, it, I had that trouble as well. Do you know what I mean? It was just like recommendations of someone. Oh, so-and-so ain't turned up this morning. Oh, you said he was solid. You said he was going to turn up every day and all this, that and the other. So it never really come hiring people in construction, especially on 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 the ground, on the tools basis. They're a difficult breed to deal with, mate. Difficult breed. <laughs> and... What did that kind of look like in terms of you know? Did you use agency for for that or used a, yeah used agencies um, put ads out on Facebook, social media, LinkedIn, um, anywhere and everywhere really. Um, yeah, I mean you're very limited in in uh, terms of resources when it comes to hiring in construction. It is literally agency or you put much like anyone else because you put an advert out on indeed and just see what comes through the inbox i suppose didn't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you ride the wave don't you it's uh certainly uh 
not an easy process, especially on using platforms like it Indeed. was more the it was more the try. Like from from then on, I sort of I I, I sort of stopped taking people on face value all of the time. Um, I'd ask different questions. I'd I'd tell people they were on a trial period and all this sort of stuff. Um, I sort of tried to safeguard myself a lot more after those sort of situations. Do you know what I mean? And it has worked. I've, I, you know, and the lessons that I've learned over that time is, uh, whilst it may it has made me a little bit more reluctant and a little bit less trusting, um, it hasn't totally uh, dispelled my trust in people fully. But um, it's t- taught me a lot of lessons, and I'm, I'm a lot more reluctant when I get into certain situations, and I will definitely double, triple think things a lot more now than I used to. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose flipping our frame of mind, what is the sort of most proudest um, achievement uh, that you have within your your business career now? To be fair, just from going from um, from nothing to something, mate. You know, at the end of the day, I probably um, you know my peers and my people around me when I was younger probably didn't have high aspirations for me. Probably thought I would have just. Uh, turned out like you know half of my family turned out and um yeah i mean my my, my highest achievement so far is just breaking the mold um and being able to step away fully from the my old life that i used to lead when i was younger and to 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 sit here and actually say that i've done that successfully um and i've got my kids um which obviously me and my wife have always wanted and I've 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 already started to 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 build the life I always wanted. Do you know what I mean? I'm not where I want to be yet in return in terms of financial freedom. I've still I've still got a lot of t- a lot in the tank. I'm only 33. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not old. Um, still got a lot of drive and a lot of aspiration to achieve more and do a lot more. So I feel like I'm only just getting started in a way. Like all the all the the time up to now has just been sort of um, conditioning, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, um, the, my biggest achievement, mate, I don't know, is successfully learning how to run a business, I guess. And it's still going now. You know, we're nearly like nine years in, uh, nine years formally in. Um, so that's been going well. I've transitioned into property. I've built and sold um, my first house already. Um so yeah, I mean, look, anything I set my mind to doing, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? So, my highest achievement so far is probably yeah, building the house and selling it, and successfully starting another business, I guess. And can you describe or or link back in some way how some of your failures or that particular failure around the the initial the first business partner um, leaving? have then helped you towards your kind of achievements and accomplishments. Yeah, well mate, when that when that happened, he went and started his own uh, another business, right? And uh, it's it's really pathetic, you're going to laugh, right? But obviously you can tell my company's called Majestic. Yeah, that's my my construction company. He went and then started his own business called um my my, my company's called Majestic Groundworks and Construction Limited shameless plug but then he went and started his own business like a month later called realistic groundworks and construction and i was like that's the only word that you could think of that started with istic on the end just just to make it so similar it was so pathetic right 
And I was just like, you know what? Like, you just go fuck yourself. You can go and do what you want. Like, you can, you can, you can think that you're my competitor. You can think that you are my my competition. If that if that's what makes you feel good, but you're not. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think that that was my main driver to really. Uh, when when that happened, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make this company a success, whether it fucking kills me. Um, and I nearly did, <laughs> and I've learnt my lessons over. T- I've learnt my lessons over time, to be honest. Um, but you know, I've, I've that's that was my main driver. Yeah, when you know he went in, and he used to he used to put on his uh, Facebook post. Yeah, um, high, something like hire realist, hire the realistic company. Don't hire them mad spastics. He used to call us mad spastics. I mean, what a fucking re- how how childish can you be? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that used to put that sort of shit, sort of stuff on social media, and I was just like, you know what, mate? Right? No, no. I mean, it's not exactly professional, is it? So, um... do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, this is what I couldn't get with him, and I was like, this is, mm. you know, you 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 carry on, and you want to play them sort of childish games, mate? Like, I'll carry on doing what I'm doing, and you do what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? What do you think you learned about yourself during some of you know that maybe the lowest point in in that? That failure and that and that period, uh, you know, that I couldn't really do anything I put my mind to, really, because I thought at the time I thought, fucking hell, am I going to be able to carry on and do it on my own? What am I going to do? And it's just sort of like you just take day by day by day, and you just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, you either let it consume you or you or you beat it, um, and that's what I chose to do all the time is just beat it the best I can every day um, and that's what I learned about myself is resilience you know I've always known that I'm quite a resilient person but I guess it just taught me a little bit more about myself and um, my ability to learn new things and um, you know not to pigeonhole myself like I used to um, yeah but on those sort of you know the dark days and the, the most difficult days and the days when you know it's everything seems a struggle. How do you switch your kind of mindset to keep going? Um, like I say, mate, I'm still here, and that that is it. I mean, now I've got kids, I've got a different motivation. Uh, that's that's for sure. I've got a wife and a lovely wife and kids, which is my main driver. Which is obviously one of my main um, focuses for for being a better person nowadays. Um, and if I do have a down day nowadays, which is very, very rare, um, I, it's more of a wobble now. I'll have like a couple of hours where I just I don't want to talk to anyone or I just need some thought time and stuff like that. I, I have days like that sometimes. But I think we all do, don't we? We all do, yeah. Yeah, 100%. you know, that's healthy, I think. Sometimes you just need a bit of brain space um, and just a bit of quiet me time, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, other than that... I just, yeah, I don't know, man. Have you got any kind of? Yeah, you said you know you don't want to talk. Those moments when you don't want to talk to anyone, and it. What What do you do in those moments? Is there anything specific that you do to? I suppose smoke smoke loads smoke, smoke loads of facts. Right. <laughs> um, now, nah, I mean, I do. I I try and read quite a bit. I, not as much as I I should, but I do sometimes. Um, I listen to music a lot um, when I feel like that, or I'll just go for a drive. I'll go and sit somewhere quiet. I'll go and walk somewhere. I live in the countryside. I live on the I live on the coast, so 
I literally walk through the, 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 the bushes next to my house and I'm on the beach. So I can just walk onto the coast and just go and listen to the sea for 20 minutes or something, just something simple like that. Honest to God, like just being outside, listening to the fucking birds and just being away from all the noise. Do you know what I mean? And that may sound really elementary and really simple, but that's all I need, mate. I just need quiet time sometimes. Do you know what I mean? That sounds an amazing environment to realign your mindset and, and thoughts, nice. really. It is nice. And I, I, I probably don't use it as much as I should, but I, I, I do really like it. I do really like it. What advice would you give to new entrepreneurs about um, how they handle the fear of failure? Don't be scared of failing. Because like I said, if it ain't physically going to, you know, take the wind out of your sails or break your bones or take the blood from your body. Um, money is something that we can earn back in many different ways. It doesn't just have to come from one source. Um, so if it's a financial risk, you know, you can always make sure you're protected in a certain way. Um, but don't be scared of taking a risk um, because what is a risk? Do you know what I mean? What are you risking by taking that risk? You know, and if you if your list of things that you're you know that's going to hurt you is really short um then what the fuck have you got to lose do you know what i mean um and like i said unless it's physically going to damage you um and it's going to leave you without your life um and the inability to get up the next day and try something else then why would you not take the risk do you know what i mean and you've obviously <coughs> You have obviously um, had quite a roller coaster journey um, in your kind of business career, and obviously had quite you know a lot of setbacks along the way, and, and handled quite a lot of different and difficult situations. What advice would you give to listeners who might have be experiencing significant setbacks within their business at this point? Um, seek advice. Um, speak to speak to other people. Don't try and handle it all yourself because I'll be the first one to say now that there's been definitely situations throughout the years where I didn't handle myself in the best way, you know. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, I probably handled myself aggressively at points um, when things weren't going my way or things weren't happening. Um, I probably didn't handle myself in the professional way. Uh, which probably affected some relationships uh, with, with regards to people that work for me. But always ask for advice and um, think think about what you're doing and what you're saying before you do it. If you're new to business and you're managing people, um, everyone is different, you know. Everyone responds to different things, you know. You might shout at one person and they might look at you like, what you, what you want about but then you might shout at someone else and you might really scare them and hurt their feelings and that's that's a fact so again it's taught me a lot about people and how to how to um, treat people so that's the advice that I'd give to anyone is get to know the people that you're working with um, and understand them as people and, and, don't, and don't just treat them as, indiv as as numbers as you know give them a bit of care and attention where you can and I think, you know, you obviously 
have given some great examples today of how you have supported, you know, business partners and and your some of your team through really difficult times. So you obviously do very much um, follow what you preach. Last question then: If you could go back in time and erase, let's pick the first failure when you, your business partner um, left. If you could erase that failure from happening, would you do that? Uh, nah, no, because I didn't like him anyway. He was a slimy bastard, so I didn't want to be in business with him anyway. Do you know what I mean? It was like. Uh, I'm glad it happened. Everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Everything. I wouldn't. It's like you know. I always ask people a similar question on my podcast. If there's anything that you could go back and change, would you? Or what would it be? And a, a common answer is, oh, I wouldn't change it. And I and I'm the same. I, I don't think I would change it. It was difficult at the time when you're going through it, when it's when it's real, when it's live, and it's 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 raw. But yeah, man, it was it was all character building in the end. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't go back and change it. Nah, not for shit. Amazing. So I've got a quick fire round now. Go so on. this is very short question. So failure is not meeting expectations. What is your life mission? To be a better person. What's the one piece of advice you would want to give on your deathbed? Always believe in yourself. <laughs> Name one habit that keeps you resilient. Keeps you resilient. Admitting where you're wrong. If you could be immortal, would you take it? Yes. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I just thought to myself, would I want to live forever? <laughs> and I don't know. I, I guess it, maybe if I could change my form, <laughs> maybe if I could change into a fucking dog or something. <laughs> I don't know. Be immortal. I don't know. It depends. That's, a, that's an entirely different question. It depends what you mean by like immortal, as in if, if I was to be immortal in, in my form now, yeah? Or am I going to be immortal in my form when I'm 80? Do you know what I mean? Good question, isn't it? Are you Peter Pan? I, I, I... That's what I'm saying. Like, am I going to be a Peter Pan or am I going to be like a, a, an old guy who's just living on forever and just looks like a little clam? Do you know what I mean? Like, If I could be me now forever, 35, then maybe. But if I don't know now, nah, I don't know, mate, because if I was to outlive my kids and all that sort of stuff, then that's not how life's supposed to be, is it? Like, you know, that'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of different variables to that question, mm. Jez. I think that's a whole different <laughs> podcast, mate, if I'm honest. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> What's one surprising fact that not many people know about you? Oh, shit. Uh, I was a rapper. An MC. Okay. I was an MC. I was a rapper. Amazing. Well, that's an entirely different podcast as well. <laughs> that so is. I won't, that I won't is. make you do that. <laughs> and last question. Um who can you recommend as a guest that I should have on this podcast? Oh, um, Stuart Crompton. If you look look for Stu, I'll recommend him to you as well. I'll make the introduction. Um, but he's a lovely guy. He was on my podcast. If you check out his YouTube, um, he's got a YouTube channel. He's got like half a million followers. 
Um, he's got his own uh, bricklaying uh, academy. He's a uh, property developer. He's a really lovely guy. But Stu Crompton, definitely, 100%. Brilliant. And where can people um, find and connect with you? Uh, they can connect with me on Facebook, which is Robbie Dunchow. Uh, I spell my second name, D-U-N-C-H-O-W. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Goldbrook Homes, Majestic Groundworks Construction Limited, uh, TikTok, the Tea Hut, the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. I'm everywhere. So just search me on Facebook and you'll find me. Brilliant. And obviously all those uh, links will be in the show notes. So, um, Robbie, um, I really appreciate the honesty um, today and the depth that we went into. Obviously Cheers, some mate. raw and difficult stuff. So um, I really appreciate you being here and giving such an honest account of, of your challenges. No and I'm sure all the listeners will appreciate it as well. So, yeah, thanks so much for your time and, and for being here. No problem, mate. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Fail. Really hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new. Please do subscribe to the show and leave us a review. It really does help us to grow and to reach more people. Do follow us on social media too. We're at Jeswood on Instagram and at Beyond the Fail on YouTube and also on Linktree. Thanks again and see you soon.